rest areas. Known for having bathrooms. Famous for snacks, too. Nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why rest areas are secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Billy Wayne Davis and by Diana McCollum. Billy Wayne Davis is a returning guest. You may remember him from the Butter episode. Also, I hope you know his stand-up comedy, his special Live at Third Man Records, his appearances on Conan and Last Comic Standing and more shows. You can also see Billy on tour later this year in Kansas, Oregon, California, Louisiana, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Visit bwdtour.com for dates and for tickets. And then Billy's also an amazing podcaster, frequent guest on many shows. He made an amazing show called Grown Local, and now he's making an amazing podcasting Patreon called Podcast Wayne Davis. It is called Podcast Wayne Davis. I know, it's great. And then Diana McCollum is a new guest who I've been a big fan of for a long time. She's the co-creator of FromSuperheroes.com. That's a whole slew of hilarious internet pop culture comedy. Diana also co-hosts a fantastic podcast in that vein. Podcast is called Talk From Superheroes. It has been nominated for six Canadian podcast awards. And this episode's links are your friend for finding it. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and postal codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this conversation on the traditional land of the Lenape people with extra taping on the traditional land of the Lenape people and Canarsie people. Acknowledge Billy recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino Wartongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. Acknowledge Diana recorded this on the traditional land of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabek, Mississauga, and Wendat peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, Native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about rest areas. Rest areas are one of the three patron-chosen topics for this month. Thank you so much to Frank Murphy for a great suggestion there. We will immediately define what we mean by rest areas, because that varies by country and also by what people mean. I think you know of them as that roadside stop, and a stop that most of us never think about again. It's time to think about them deeply, because they are the title of the podcast. So, please sit back or stand up, and then do that one bending over stretch, and do that one shoulder stretch, because you've been driving a long time. You need it, buddy. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Billy Wayne Davis and Diana McCollum. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Billy, Diana, thank you both so much for doing this. And of course, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Either of you can start, but how do you feel about rest areas? I mean, I've doing what I've done for the past 15, 16 years. I know a lot about rest areas. 
I've slept in them. I've had, you know, I've peed in a lot of areas of the rest area because sometimes they're not, sometimes the bathrooms aren't open. Sometimes you just get mm. to the rest area and you're like, well, I'm going to pee on this bush because that's what's happening. I mean, also there's there's a meetup aspect to it that you learn to recognize pretty quick of being like, oh, this isn't for resting. I got to go. Oh. Yes, they're doing. The opposite of resting. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, like, Activities. It's just, there's. Yeah, I think they're neat, too, if I'm being honest, because they serve a purpose. And you can tell right away which states take care of them and which states don't. And it's usually like as you enter a state, it's usually how well they take care of the roads is pretty parallel with how well they take care of the rest areas. God, I know so much stupid stuff. I'm so sorry. It's it's like I think about <laughs> no, like, what I'm going to pass down I, to my children, and they're going to be like, I don't care about that. I'm like, listen, this is – if you've ever <laughs> – if you ever get addicted to telling jokes, this is important information. <laughs> I I was sort of assuming maybe from stand-up you'd know a bunch. And also, if there's any states you want to put on blast today for poor maintenance. I'm, I'm like, already the going through the inventory. As we go through, I'm going to – it's going to – I know as soon as you said the topic and reminded me of the topic, I was like, oh, my brain's going to pop in. with like, remember that place? You're like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's bad. Some of them are beautiful. They've designed them around vistas and things like that. Totally. Yeah. And some of them are strictly like, I think whoever was in charge is probably like closeted. And they're like, this is a good location for, you're right. You're right. It is. This is a good location for closeted meetups, which is a sad part of Mm. our country's history. So, yeah. Public service and people, people aren't comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah, Like it's just clear, like, Oh, this was someone. This was for you guys, not for me. Yes. Yes, this is. <laughs> and then you kind of get happy that that kind of stuff happened. But even then, it's there's a little sadness to it that they had to do it that way. With, but you know what I mean? You're like, ah, it's cool. You guys had a place. But also, damn, I can go anywhere, you know? Right. And Diana, how about you? Um, I am pretty much the exact opposite. Um, I mean, I love resting. I'm pro rest. I rested <laughs> before we podcast. I'm going to rest after I'm done podcasting. Wow. So pro On rest. Theme. But uh, in terms of, uh, I think I've been to one rest stop in my entire life, which is wild to think when you brought up this oh. topic, because my family didn't have a car growing up. So we didn't go on like road trips. And I fly or take a train everywhere I go. I don't drive either. Um, I could only think of one I'd even been to when I was in grade 10 on the way back from a Taekwondo tournament. I know we stopped at a rest stop. (laughs) I've been to more in an hour than you have in your whole life. Like I've stopped at a (laughs) convenience store, but I don't think that's a rest stop. I think these are very different things. Um, And my, my very clear memory of the rest stop is we were like eating in the diner. And it's the first time in my life that I like really felt small because I was like this like 100 pound girl and there's like everyone else see these burly truck drivers oh, yeah. like just surrounding me. And I'm like, oh, I just want a Taekwondo tournament, but these guys could break me in half. All these, all these dudes <laughs> shoveling their pie. Um, and then my second wow. memory was it was the best pie I've ever had. And I've been like chasing that for, for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, very, very little rest stop interaction i'm pro them i uh i just haven't rested as much as i'd like i guess 
I can go ahead and say, if you're in a diner, that's not a rest stop. A diner's not a rest stop, but it had like a gas station yeah, attached. Yeah, a gas station. You're at like a. You're at like a. <laughs> What's the difference? You're at like a. Uh, I guess that's just more like a like a. That's where the an off ramp is what that is. Okay, well maybe they're different in Canada. But in the Northeast, I will do. I will say in the Northeast, they do have them in the middle, and they do have gas stations and like a little food court. But okay, yeah, you've lived a weird, blessed life up there. <laughs> well, this is a good distinction to get into because, like, in the U.S., we've got public rest areas run by like the government, and there's usually not a whole restaurant, right? There's like vending machines and bathrooms and a nice park. We'll talk a lot about those, and then a little bit about what I would call like a travel center where there's a huge gas station, huge restaurant, diner kind of thing, probably fast food, and then, like, maybe a shop and maybe other stuff. Like, that That to me is kind of a rest area rest stop, too. And then there's some countries where I read that in Ontario, it's especially built up where they have, like, it's called an on-route, and it's, like, uh. government-run but with businesses all at once. So not every country is like the U.S. with this, either. I hope not. <laughs> That goes for most things. Yeah, I, I hope there are new ideas out there. Yes, yeah. We're just like most countries don't do it that way. And you're like, God, that's good. That is good. <laughs> and and Diana, where was your carless childhood? Was it in Canada? Uh, I was in Canada. Yeah, I lived in New Brunswick, Canada, for and now I'm in Ontario. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah, I think it's it's such a highway thing. And if you don't own a car, I feel like you're not on highways. You're either in like a taxi or something else. Yeah, I live in Toronto, so I'm like, I'm, I'm just taking the subway and cabs everywhere. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't own a car for a while, which being from Tennessee really threw off my friends. But I was like, I lived in Seattle and then New York and then L.A. for a little bit without a car. L.A. I wouldn't suggest, but like the rest of those cities, <laughs> uh, the rest of I was so shocked when I got to L.A. I was like, oh, you have what you call public transit. That's not yeah. what is it. It does not work well. <laughs> I feel bad for people that have to use it here where you're like, ah. But, it's tough, yeah. But yeah, like I do understand where you don't have to have a car. You're like, no, the bus goes to my house. Like my dad, what I when I lived in Seattle, loved that we could get walk down from my apartment, get on a bus, and it would take us to the baseball game for $3. Oh. He still talks uh -huh. about it, and it was 12 years ago. It, he's like, you remember when you lived? And I was like, yeah, we took the bus to the ball game. I do remember that. Yeah, it was $3. He's like, man. I was like, God, It was $3. Okay, well, I, yeah. We're next to the dugout today. Isn't that cool? He's like, nah, that day we took the bus. I'm like, I can. <laughs> I feel that way whenever I'm in a city where you can take the subway straight to the airport. I'm like, wow, yeah. three bucks to the airport? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, it, it only takes it 90 minutes, and you're like, yeah, but still, it's cool. I can read a book. <laughs> it's fine. Yes. I'm the same way. And they're like, yeah, but a cab is $10, and it takes five minutes. Like, I don't care. <laughs> what cab is $10? What airport is five minutes, man? I'm just, I'm making a <laughs> You're I'm making, making a, a new country. Oh, I'm yeah. Doing. Making a cool point ridiculous well i because i grew up in the chicago suburbs and they added that subway to the airport function after i moved away and it felt amazing coming back to that i was like you can just take the blue line there and they were like yeah it's a whole new city man 
It's amazing. I'm excited for you. <laughs> it it is genuinely so exciting. As a person with anxiety, you're like, so there won't be construction on the roads? I can go straight to the airport? Three dollars? Yeah. <laughs> well, and my and and then for me, my my main big rest stop memory or like experience is that they it is it's not it's a business, but Illinois has what are called oases around Chicago. It's like the Tollway Oasis is is the name they've chosen, even though it's not a watering hole. But it's a bridge over the highway, and it's a pedestrian bridge full of little restaurants like McDonald's and Panda Express and stuff. And then in researching this, I found out they bulldozed my favorite one because they expanded the Aww. highway by a lane, and it was too wide for the bridge to go over it anymore. So that was tough. Tough break. Why was it your favorite? It was where my dad would wait to pick us up from the airport. Uh, and it was the one oh. that we went through the most. The, uh, there's like kind of one for each direction coming in and out of Chicago. So it was our go to just where we were. Uh, so they bulldozed your memories. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, man, that happens a lot. I thought it was going to be because it was the Dunkin Donuts that did the coffee right. And then you went real sentimental and it got me. Oh. I, was, <laughs> I thought it was like, yeah, they had this pizza I really liked. And we were and now it's gone. And now you're like, this is where my dad taught me how to read. And you're like. <laughs> Always throwing those sentimental so curves. Good. Yeah. <laughs> there was my crib over the freeway. I would gaze at the cars and learn, learn the world. He's the rock. He's the rockabye baby. He was dangerous. He's a dangerous dad. <laughs> he took a lot of risk, but my dad. <laughs> when uh is great i think i also i'm amazed we have such a range of experiences with rest areas but I, I think from here we can get into uh on every episode our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics and this week that's in a segment called i love math and stats put another fact in the podcast baby i love math and stats so do a little reading and nerd out with me bow 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 I, I love. Thank you. Thank you for this. I was jammed. Thank you for whoever supplied it. Yeah, this uh, is Johnny Davis this week. Thank you, Johnny Davis. And we have a new name for this segment every week. Please make them as silly and wacky and bad as possible. Submit to SIFPod on Twitter or to SIFPod at gmail.com. And Johnny submits a lot. Really appreciate it, Johnny. But uh, but yeah, we got stats and numbers here. And this will be probably the most we talk about like commercial rest areas. It'll mostly be public ones and the big takeaways. But to like initially, initially start off, uh, first number here is more than 46,000 miles, uh, more than 46,000 miles or more than 74,000 kilometers. That's the current total length of the U.S. interstate highway system. And uh, History.com says that the Federal Aid Highway Act of 1956 is what kind of started that. They funded it and built it and uh, created this whole situation where there's somewhere to stop. I appreciated the conversion to kilometers, by the way, up here in Canada. Very oh. helpful for me. A lot of international listeners. They appreciate it. Yeah. Mm, ah, fair enough. Not just me. Sorry, listeners. It's not all about me. <laughs> so that's how many highways you got. Is that all the highways? So I feel like your highways are like owned by different people or something. No. In America. No, it's all just. Oh, there's a lot of a lot of them are like given person names, but they're still just a regular numbered highway. OK. Yeah. Yeah. They give them names and then people can adopt them to uh, so they clean yeah. them up. They get a sign. Uh, <laughs> there's a 
But uh, mostly, I think there's like federal money involved, and then there's state money involved too. And it all depends on you know the dumb state's politics on how well the roads and stuff are. It's really. I did. I, w- I was once getting driven around by a relative who lived like just over the state line in a lower tax state. And like while they were bragging about the lower taxes, we were just hitting potholes like all yes. of the time. It was it was really tangible what that gets you, you know, like in I, I went to school in Kentucky and Tennessee. The roads are very good because it's about there's a couple interstates that go through and it's about transit, you know, and getting, oh. the, getting all the trucks to mm. where they need to go and all that. And then you go into Kentucky and it's like. It's all about education, and I did go to school in Kentucky because it was cheaper, uh, which is funny. But then I, the I guess they took all that money and just put it in education because the roads you would just be like boom, boom, and we're in Kentucky, and you're like not all the you can do different stuff with different money. Like you can do the it was just like this really weird thing. Like hey, the roads because schools. It was just like a weird this or this kind of thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you'd also do bad at school if everyone's got like shaken baby syndrome from the roads. People oh. aren't gonna. <laughs> if you've got like crazy pothole roads your whole life, your education system's gonna be strained. <laughs> the teacher's like, "Why do all my students have those cartoon wiggle lines around them in first period?" That's weird. Yeah, little little Tweety Birds. That's weird. <laughs> The biggest shock for me, I'm from New Brunswick in in, uh, Canada, and New Brunswick all has single lane highways. Like, all of our highways are single lane. Uh, I don't think there's any doubles anywhere. And the second you enter any province we're connected to, the highway just doubles, and you're like, whoa, so much space. (laughs) 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 Can actually pass someone safely. That's crazy. Wow. I came from a similar small town where it was like there is a couple of like four lane highways you know where it's like it, you could really open up and race yeah. somebody out there you know you you don't have to die if a moose crosses the road if the highway is wide enough it's nice <laughs> but our senior skip day we drove to Atlanta me and another guy and I was behind him and we went to a Braves baseball game and I watched him almost wreck and die in front of us and then afterwards we got you know when we got to that, i was like hey man what happened and he was like oh i was i've never seen that many lanes and i just started counting them and i just started drifting and i was like okay all right we shouldn't this is might have been a big mistake okay he hit too many potholes it was i mean he just he's a secret service agent now that i come to think of it so you know Wild. So lanes were his, like, counting sheep, I, and he just kind of nodded right off. I think he was just like, wow, there's, like, 12. Uh, and he's just, <laughs> as he's doing that, he just forgot he was driving. And, like, and I was behind him, like, oh, my God, my friends are going to die. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like he saw Road Niagara Falls, just the wonder of it. He, he was like, I'm not thinking anymore. This is the Grand Canyon of freeways. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's adorable, man. He was so honest about it too. He wasn't. He, he didn't even try to play it off. Like people were messing with him in the car. He was like, "No, I'd never seen that many lanes." And I started counting them, and I was like, "That's the funniest thing I've ever heard someone almost die for." <laughs> I was overtaken by the majesty of twelve lanes <laughs> that I forgot rules even existed. It was a big day for him. He saw John Smoltz in person, and he had to sit down. <laughs> 
Davis. Remember, he was that was a pretty big day. So. <laughs> yeah, your friend's got a, a blessed life where he is just overwhelmed constantly with the beauty of the things he sees. Yeah, it is cool. It's fun. No, genuinely, yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's a place to take your friend because the next number is 120, and 120 is the number of gas pumps at the Bucky's Travel Center that's being constructed in Sevierville, Tennessee. If people don't know, Bucky's is a chain of it's Texas based, but it's a chain of massive travel centers. And it's Texas at the heart of it. It is huge. <laughs> and oh, it is so Texas. I I'm not even yeah. mad at it. That's how Texas it I was like, you stuck to what you're doing and you did it. I hate to say it, but it's impressive. And the thing is, like, wherever this Tennessee one is that's going to have 120 pumps, they announced it 2021, and that was more pumps and more square footage than the previous largest one in New Braunfels, Texas. And so it made the, the local news in both locations that there's a new largest Bucky's in the world. And uh, there's a little bit of a rivalry going on. Oh, man. Because, yeah, Texas will just add more. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to. They're probably adding yeah. more right now. <laughs> yeah, they'll bulldoze a house and just put some more in. They'll, and the person owning the house will probably be like, "Yes, absolutely." Yeah, of house course. Gone. I didn't realize more we pumps. was losing. So yes, please. <laughs> I did not know that. Like, yeah, yeah. Can we put on? Take can we what put you on need. The deep in the heart of Texas. Can we play this while you push my house over? <laughs> push my house over. <laughs> a little nudge. Well, uh, and the next few numbers are also about humongous American travel centers. The next one is more than 10,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And more than 10,000 square feet is the size of just the fireworks shopping area at Moapa Paiute Travel Plaza in the U.S. state of Nevada. Uh, Fodor's says they have more than 10,000 square feet of fireworks shopping, and then they also have 40 acres of fireworks launching pads on site. So you can go ahead and use what, what you bought. Oh, my God. Where is this? It's in Nevada, like southern Nevada. Man. So you could you could drive up there, I guess, Billy, if you want to just swing up. Well, I'm doing some road tri- I'm planning next year's touring, so that sounds like a good. Like a- yeah, Moapa, Nevada. Get up there. And I don't tour like most people where it's like big cities. I'm like, ah, there's some stuff I want to see. You guys, let's go. <laughs> is there a sign as you approach that is like, your dog's going to hate this? Oh. <laughs> 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 we have a firework field coming up. You want to teach your, where there are just just say, you want, constantly fireworks. You want to teach your dog a lesson? Come out here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make your dog appreciate the quiet of the city? <laughs> Come on out to the firework field. Oh, does your dog hate sirens? Here, take them here. <laughs> the freeway just splits for good boys and bad boys. Like, <laughs> whichever route you need. <laughs> when there's really, there's one more like travel center thing here. This number is 12 million US dollars. 12 million US dollars is the annual total sales at Wall Drug. Whoa. Yeah. I've never been. Have wall either of you drug? been? No, I've never. I have no idea what a wall drug I've is. I've never been. Is this a Walmart that sells drugs? I've seen the the stickers and all that, the ads. It's like a it's like a Midwestern Sea Rock City kind of vibe, right? Yes. Yeah. So wall drug, there's a town called Wall, South Dakota. It's just called Wall. 
And in the 1930s, there was the Husted family running a small drugstore, just like a family-run drugstore in a small South Dakota town. And then they decided to try a thing to like bring people in, which is that they offered free ice water and put up billboards in like every direction saying, come here, you can get free ice water. And also, if people have heard the refrigeration episode of this show, they know that like free ice in the 1930s was a big deal. So more and more people came and it has grown and and sort of metastasized into a humongous facility and business. It has 212 staff members and they sell coffee and donuts, which are free for military personnel. There's statues of dinosaurs and jackalopes to pose with. There's a restaurant, there's a chapel, there's an art gallery. It's just this humongous thing that bloomed out of a, a pharmacy trying to bring people in. Hillbilly trickery. <laughs> I was about to say, you gotta have the dinosaurs. It's just, <laughs> That's the draw. Yeah. <laughs> There's a place you drive through. I think it's in Oklahoma. It's like, and I may, yeah. it's like Robertson or Richardson ham. And there's these simple, like, red and white signs that are, like, the best ham sandwich you'll ever have. And it's, like, 75 miles out is when you start seeing them. And the first time I drove through, I'm like, I'm going to get that ham sandwich. Don't do it. It's uh, It was good. fine. <laughs> but it's it's white bread on just a simple... Like daily sliced, thin slice of ham. I thought we we're going to come in there and get some country ham on a, like that's right. Cause we're in the middle of Oklahoma and I was like, oh, this is $5. You just charged me $5 for a 75 cent. Sorry to cuss, I know, but this, it's, it's appropriate. Well, you drove so far, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's appropriate. <laughs> you can bleep. Uh, it's appropriate for like a 75 cent sandwich. Do you know what I mean? Where I was like, oh, yeah. this is advertising. I'm not mad at you, but I'm never coming here again kind of thing. Like you got to offer more. I, like I need a picture of a dinosaur, you know, if you're not going to do the sandwich. <laughs> it can't be an obvious trick as soon as I get the sandwich where I'm like, you got to give me more foreplay be, dude this is awful it, it should be five dollars for a picture with the dinosaur and you get a free sandwich yes yes and then oh. you don't care if the sandwich is good if you're doing an, a marketing trick which is what that, that is yeah if you got you got to offer more if you're gonna do the marketing thing or get something that they don't have a big sign about because the overhead of the price of the sandwich goes into the sign advertising Yes. This is It's one dollar sandwich, four dollars sign. Yes. That's how the the money goes. <laughs> I Diana, are you available to move to Oklahoma? Because like these you this would fix their them. thing. You can make a fortune. Like, with their with their ham sandwich marketing. <laughs> yeah. I could I just say ham in that real funny way all the time. Ham And then just under new <laughs> under new management, I would pull in at least one more time. At least okay. One guaranteed customer. I think you get more. I think yeah. you get more people like me who are like, okay, maybe there maybe there's like there's like a penny machine where I smash a penny or something. There's something new. <laughs> I'm gonna take the old sign, leave it up, and just in Sharpie write with more ham. That mm. Mm, that would get me too. Now with more hands. Like, hey, we're not. <laughs> just those are the two things I want out of everything. Other countries do it different, and now with more ham in all situations, great. <laughs> I would pull over immediately. I would be like, I need to see the new sandwich, and do you have a photo of the old sandwich? Like, here's what we're doing. <laughs> two very important questions. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're now doing. All right. <laughs> 
Well, there's a there's two more numbers for the section, and they're more about public rest areas. Uh, one of them is twenty people, and twenty people is the minimum capacity of a Texas highway rest area tornado shelter. Uh, according to FEMA, the which I don't is, like that they know that number. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's what do you a mean minimum. Like it won't open unless there's 20 people in there. Oh, like like construction planning wise, they have to make it at least. Oh, that they big. have to hold 20. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not they were like we don't open the doors unless there's 20 people waiting oh. to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, it's not you worth missed, it for us. Larry, open the door. You have misread that rule. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Diana is not from Tornado Country. She'd be like, oh, there's only three of us. We can't go in. There's not enough people. <laughs> read, we need 20 the people to activate this stand. shelter. Oh, someone explain it. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is how we died. Oh, no. <laughs> I only know how to deal with snow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let us in. Minimum. No, I can't. Get, you need I 17 can't. more people. I We're going to kill you, and that's the only person that's going to die. <laughs> well, you got to follow the rules. You got you to gotta write these rules real clear, please. Yeah. What happened? The tornado strangled her. We don't know how it happened. <laughs> the tornado little hands like, came ah, out and then we got yeah. in and ah she wanted yeah. to go and then the tornado took her she wanted to go the tornado took her keys ah. opened the door <laughs> the tornado's over the cops show up like hey there's only five of you in here that's not allowed you're all into a wreck god no one can read here oh no <laughs> no <laughs> doesn't arrest you for the murder just for being at the shelter just like i got right. to move <laughs> they take the shelter seriously. Yeah, you need a quorum. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, the, the FEMA has regulations for the official Texas Department of Transportation um, tornado shelters and rest stops in North and West Texas, where there are a bunch of them. Has to be at least thirteen feet by eleven feet big, with capacity for at least twenty people. Uh, and it's like a good place to stop if there's a tornado. You're on the highway in Texas. Yeah, hide. I like, like it. Great service. Really good. Especially now that I know I can just go in even if I'm not 20 people. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> we really cleared this up. It's good. Well, and the last number here is 165 miles, and that's over 265 kilometers. But 165 miles is the length of Utah State Route 95. And bringing that up because that entire 165-mile highway has no rest areas at all. Oh. Uh, which... Seems bad to me, but Popular Mechanics has a whole write-up about it. They say it can take four hours to drive it because it's also kind of a scenic route through deserts and by parks and stuff. And along the way, there are no rest areas, no commercial facilities, no communities, no gas, no food, no repairs, no nothing. Uh, Even though that's a huge highway. Oh, that's awesome. Are they not allowed? Like no one has taken upon them to open up a a thick ham sandwich shop? That's what I would guess is like it's protected, which is really Mm. rad. And it's not like it's 165 miles, so it's not like you're in this desolate place. It's a scenic drive, so if something happens, there's going to be another dingbat like you coming right around the bend and be like, hey. (laughs) And you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I didn't. I thought. And they're like, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Come on, we'll fix it. So that's, that's a good, it's not like you're in like, the outback in Australia where you have to take like three gas Mm. tanks because you're just 
in the middle of nothing for days. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't so much worried about gas and stuff. I'm worried about like my bladder over four hours, but oh, I guess I could. Honey. If, if, if I know, if I know, I'm gonna be four hours. No, you can <laughs> pee in the desert. It's I don't want black. to. Well, you shouldn't be going on this trip. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> trip canceled. Okay, yeah, Diana's not made for you. Some parts of the world you're never gonna see, I guess. Uh huh. I, and I mean, we have established I haven't been to a rest stop, so it was I, pretty unlikely. Is, Although I still wouldn't if I went on this trip. No, you would not. If I went to Utah, I still wouldn't see a rest stop. But you wouldn't pee in the desert? I mean, if I really had to, but... Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the we're logistics talking about here. here. It's like... I would pee in the desert if I really had to, yes. Okay. But I'd need, You're like... Invited. I mean, a desert actually sounds bad. I would like a tree or some kind of shrub. Yeah, the, the article claims that... The closest thing to a human amenity on the whole thing is a set of pit toilets at Natural Bridges National Monument. So it's not a plumbing toilet, but there is like one monument along this entire route where there's a hole in the ground. But that's that's it. And also they talked to Kevin Kitchen of the Utah Department of Transportation. He says, quote, many motorists traveling through this area of the state comment that they choose this route precisely because of the isolation and the ability to escape roadside amenities, end quote. No, it does sound It's a whole nice. different mentality. Yeah. Just like completely get away from it. It sounds really lovely if you know it's coming up and a nightmare if you have no idea it's coming up. If you haven't like checked, are there rest stops? Yeah. U.S. highways, there'll be a sign that's like next rest area, 62 miles, and then you like make decisions real fast. I, I hope they have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next rest mile 165 is like, oh, shit. Oh, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would most guarantee I've driven <laughs> several of the interstates in the United States completely. And oh, wow. They will, they do a great job of letting you know on most of them, like, yo, this is for the next 100 miles. Don't mess up. Because it's not like that, but it is like the, yeah, the language. Basically. It's stern. It's a stern sign being like, hey, we're sick of going to go get you guys here. So just <laughs> pull over here, get gas. And then there's also my favorite thing, and I've I've learned this the hard way, is there will be like one gas station in the middle of nowhere. and then But they know what they've got. And you're like, wow, I've never seen $7 gas before. And you're like, yeah, well, welcome to the middle of New Mexico. And you're like, touche. I think think they got spaceship fuel here, too. This is. It's a $10 ham sandwich here. That's not ham. That is not ham. (laughs) Sham sandwich. What? Off of that, we are going to a short break, followed by a whole new takeaway. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. 
The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them and then you just stay there like, like really quiet and try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. Well, uh, th- this we can get into the first takeaway, I think, because it's about a remote place as well. Takeaway number one. One rest stop in Norway pays tribute to war heroes with an incredibly beautiful public toilet. Oh. And I, I sent you both a couple pictures of this thing because it's incredible looking. I encourage people to go see it. Uh, but it's I now have like a goal rest stop to see. It's this amazing Norwegian rest stop on the coast. Oh, this one with the like little bridgy part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is two photos of the same thing. Okay. Oh, that is a nice toilet. I mean, like you can't see the toilet itself, the structure. Yeah, there's a little structure with sort of a wave shaped ceiling on it, a roof on it, and it is a public toilet on the coast of Norway in front of these amazing mountains. It's uh, and, beautiful. And, yeah. It looks dangerous, too. Like, slippery. Yeah, don't swim, I don't think, yeah. No, I think that's some that's some good concrete. You'll get a grip there. Is that how... It, see, I'm not familiar with the ice. Oh, no, you're fine there. It's icy around it, but the actual bathroom looks safe. I'm more upset that these lights are going to cause silhouette shadows, obviously, of my oh. personal situation. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> is... While I'm in there. Like, it's frosted glass, but there are definite silhouettes happening. It does look, you're, oh, you're right. Like, where it could be really sexy, but also, like, this is silly. This is, I've seen that. Like, there's sexy, there's silly, and there's gross. There's three different settings for a public bathroom. I've seen it. Right. Like, I, I'm not like a club guy, but one time, like, <laughs> like promoters and DJs, when you go to like, they misread who you are sometimes, or that's just who they are, and you're going with them because that's how this works sometimes. And they took me to this club. And it was like a where everyone's face is angular, and you're like, "Where are you get oh. your clothes? I don't even know where you guys shop." Like that one of those places. And yeah. where do you get this angular face? Well, just like everyone's just like where you're like, "Oh, if I saw you guys out, I'd be like, what? Your face is geometry." Um, <laughs> but that's where I was at one of those places, and the guy was having fun. But they had those sexy silhouette things, and mm. it wasn't. I think that's I had the most fun with that because like like you said like there's like three people that can pull that off sexy and they did right. it one they did it for like 5 minutes and the rest of the night it was just like this is not what you guys think it is this is you're seeing people's very private happenings yeah and then they're just like no one's as angular as you would as the camera does that director can do so oh man it was i was like this mm-hmm. is the funniest thing i've ever seen because these are very <laughs> sexy people not being sexy 
<laughs> Sorry. I'm off on tangents, but we're talking about wrestling. Oh, no. I, have, I have a very I have a very unsexy bathroom story <laughs> as well. Uh, I was at a dance club, and I went to the bathroom, and uh, I got in the bathroom fine. It was a stalled bathroom. It was not frosted glass like this one is. <laughs> but I don't know what happened if someone knocked into or whatever. I couldn't open the door to get out. Like I was trapped in here. I was oh. pretty. I was pretty sober. I was only a little buzzed. Like this wasn't like I couldn't figure a door out. It's a very basic <laughs> lock, and I was like, it is just jammed, and uh, I had to crawl underneath the door, and I really scared someone. Oh, I bet. Yeah, like a ring monster. Yeah, like ah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like crawled out. Worst from... nightmare situation. <laughs> and like I've got like long brown hair, like the girl in the ring, and I just like flip it up as I emerge from underneath the bathroom stall door. And you're and, buzzed, uh, so you're like a little more confident than you should be in that situation. Oh, I'm like I can make yes. it under there. You're like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And you're like, dance. no confidence right now. No. <laughs> But also very gross. It's a bathroom yes. floor at a dance club. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. But I refuse to be trapped. A lot of hot people out there tonight, huh? <laughs> How do you feel about yeah. this? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because there's definitely some high people in the bathroom who are like, splice this skirts. Just someone trying to do coke. Oh, my God, there's a monster. <laughs> Clubs are just a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> the, this bathroom is like, I think it benefits from being designed by a top Norwegian architecture firm where they're shooting for amazing concrete and frosted glass. But it also is that thing where it's so advanced, it feels impractical because it is like not just walls like I'm used to. And it is almost on a platform being presented to whoever else is at this rest stop. It's very, it's very prominent. Well, you know, there's, yeah, there's truckers that have talked about this. Like, man, I had to drop a deuce at that weird truck stop. I hate that one. Well, you know people can see you. I hate it. You know people can see you, but it's also, like, almost too nice to use. I'd be like, that's not a washroom. Oh, Look yeah. how nice that is. Because it is. It's multiple things, and it's it's called the Ured Rest Area. U-R-E-D-D. Also known as the Ured Plassen. It's in Yildiskal on the coast of Norway. And it was designed by the Oslo-based studio Haugen Zohar Architekter because they built a viewing area for the sea with marble benches and an amphitheater. And then they built what Atlas Obscura calls a striking wave-shaped public restroom. And they say that the minimalist design makes it seem to glow in the dark at night because the glass is lit. And then in the daytime, you have a view of the sea as you're using the toilet. Nope, 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 so there are, mm-hmm. I just imagine there are tourists and there's just some lady going like, and we had to drive way far to see this toilet he had to see because <laughs> of, and you're like, that's happening right now. Some lady's just like, what is, why do we have to see a toilet? I don't understand. He wanted to poop while the sun set. And I actually, I kind of well, get that. No, she, I'm coming well, around. She gets there and she, goes, on it. and she sits down and she's like, I'm sorry. It. This is amazing. I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. 
or it's the man. It doesn't have to be the woman. I just, the, it's just in my relationship that would be my wife being like, "Why do we have to see?" It? And then we get there and she's like, "I see," and I'm like, "See, it's a cool toilet." <laughs> So cool don't get. Toilet. I don't want emails. It can be any gender flocked. I just like the voice I do is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, this is like remote because also part of why it's so nice and part of why it's there is, as I said, it's also a memorial to soldiers because the Ured was a Norwegian submarine. And in at the start nope. of World War II, nope. Norway and was... Too many. There's already too many... You're dropping deuces there's a submarine it's just oh <laughs> i feel like none of the people involved had any sense of humor and that's a huge problem right. sometimes where they're like you guys we can't yeah can't there's gonna be torpedo jokes there's a, yeah <laughs> it's just so many jokes you guys we can't do it yeah but uh, and at the start of World War II, Norway was like almost immediately occupied by the Nazis. And so then the Norwegian government in exile, like ran a navy to try to mess with them. And the Ured was a submarine that in 1943 tried to like sneak saboteurs onto Nor the Norwegian coast at this spot to like go mess with Nazi industry. Uh, but they are believed to have hit a mine. All 42 people aboard were killed. So there's like an actual really lovely war memorial here. And then also they built the finest, most Scandinavian toilet they could possibly build uh, along with it. Ooh, it was so many jokes I had to hold in as you were giving all that information. It was hard. I'll be honest. It's physically hard. I feel like this is a weird one because like if someone just told me I died in a war and there was like a memorial to me that was a toilet, I'd be like, well, screw you guys. I got a toilet memorial, but right. then it's really pretty. So I'm it's, like, you really got to sell them with the photo. It is conflicting. All of it is yes. super. <laughs> yes. Because even as a, a lot uh, happening. Yeah, can you imagine being a soldier? Like we made you a memorial. And you're like, wow, that is. Thank you. That is. Thank you so much. Wow, cool. right. Means a lot. Huh. Okay. All right, and they're like, wait till sunset if you could just. The lights are gonna come up. Like, oh, <laughs> there might be someone in there. You'll see their right. silhouette. Just, just I don't understand my culture. I really. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, there's two more takeaways from the main episode. Now let's get into takeaway number two. U.S. public rest areas started going away in the 2000s and 2010s. We still have public rest areas in the U.S., but a lot of them are closing, and for specific reasons. Oh, can I guess? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I will turn it to a game <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> it's because of these travel centers and because of gas mileage. I'm sure that contributes, because, yeah, there's more businesses along the highway than ever before, and the travel centers are bigger than ever before. Uh, but it's also like budget cuts and the Great Recession and and U.S. states all kind of saying like it costs a lot of money to run. Surprise. It's surprising, but it costs a lot of money to just run like a bathroom and a vending machine at a nice spot. And so they're closing them to say we can't. Cash. Well, like in some states, they there's can't like, all be wall drugs. Yeah, there's like yeah. making 12 million. <laughs> and there's like old ladies and old men giving you information in some of these places. And then they have to. There's also upkeep. There's always someone uh, mowing the lawn and doing all that. 
So that does, I understand, I do think yeah. about that when I stop at them. I'm like, man, this is not cheap, but it is, I think it's important. So, yeah. Also, like building, you know, taking care of our roads, that's important. For one example of one, in 2015, the state of Florida closed one rest stop in Punta Gorda off of Interstate 75. I don't know where that is, but that's a place. But Florida closed one rest stop, and they say that they saved $300,000 a year in maintenance and will also profit from selling the land. So that's a big chunk of money, just from the one. Uh, it's an all right chunk of money. I mean, if your sandwiches are five bucks, though. <laughs> that's not what we're can, talking about, though. This is, this is a that... poop and pee place. There's no sandwiches. But mm. I feel like they... Yeah. Here's also another thing. We're talking about Florida. Who knows where those numbers actually came from? True, uh, true. That whole state is corrupt as hell. That's why you yeah. move to Florida. Is you're like I, I'm, I do corruption, and I'm going home. Schemes. That's where we're yeah, going. Grifts. So it just sounds three hundred thousand for one sounds like a lot of for just maintenance. That sounds, and then selling the land, all that I. Uh, it's a scheme. I feel like it's just, just all my scam stuff. Like I'm not cynical, but I am. I will. I am skeptical about certain things. And when you said Florida and that much money, and then selling the land, I was like, die f- off, all of you. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's Florida, man. It's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, do you have any examples from a state that isn't Florida that we can trust? <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is, yeah. We're like, here's some stats from Florida. You're like, well, I'm out. I can't. (laughs) Other states, it's like $10 a year. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Uh (laughs) Uh, I'm picturing a very different bar graph when you get to Florida at all the other states. Well, this one had free daiquiris and there's a strip club in the back and they're like, there we go. There we go. That's the 300,000 we're talking about. There we go. Yeah, this seems like the kind of thing where ever since the the turn into the 21st century, like U.S. states are just grabbing excuses to close these. Uh, The first big excuse was the Great Recession, and that led to within a year or two, Colorado, Georgia, Louisiana, Wisconsin, North Carolina, South Carolina, and some other states all closed or reduced these. And then in the past 10 years, Florida, Michigan, Ohio, South Dakota, Virginia, Maine, Colorado, and Vermont have closed some of their rest areas. Also, in 2019, the state of Connecticut experimented with closing the bathrooms at all seven rest areas in the state. Just they, they tried doing a thing where every Connecticut rest area does not have a bathroom. How'd that go? And uh, people didn't like it. No. The people were upset, yeah. No. <laughs> I, if you have Definitely. a rest area that doesn't have a bathroom, I feel like that's such a, a mousetrap. Like, why would you do that to somebody, you know? Especially if it's not a new facility. Like, I'd show up and I'd be like, I know you got bathrooms in there. Uh. I've been here before. There's a bathroom behind that door, and I'm going to jimmy it open, and I'm going to use it. Commercial truck drivers have routines, and part of those routines yeah. are that. Like, where, hey, I do, I time this out, I do this, this, and this, and then I stop here because my body says I have to. And yeah. I'm cool with it because me and my body have this agreement that every day <laughs> I do this here. And then I get to go on with work and it doesn't affect anything. And then the state was like, hey, you can't do that anymore. And I was like, yeah, I can. 
<laughs> I just won't I just won't do it inside that building, which was nice. And closing all of them is awful because, like, if you get to one and it's not open, you might be like, oh, well, there's another one in, like, 30 minutes. And then that one's also closed? Yeah, that's where you poop in the parking lot. That's what happens. Yeah, I mean, the second one is going to be the breaking point. Like, I'm going to try to get to a second. Yeah, there's yeah, some state officials looking at it like, well, the first one isn't the issue. It is – I feel like we could keep it closed. I feel like the second one that is, uh, that is now a biohazard – uh, I feel like we need to open it back up. Yeah. Yeah. And they and apparently they undid all this and, and changed it because obviously. <laughs> I bet but they um, did. But there's like if you're in the U.S., your state government either recently or probably soon will think about closing some rest areas and watch out. You know, could happen. Well, it's clear that's a poli- I don't want to get all political, but that is clear. The states you named had a a specific leaning business-minded party in charge yeah and then people like those places are for people that don't have a lot of money right so they can also travel and go see places and make it affordable so now when you do that it's just another way to fleece poor people is what they're doing big time and i hate getting preachy about that but we have to start calling that out at every instance and it's going to get exhausting because they're doing it at every turn but until we start calling that out it's going to keep happening and they're going to take away every cool part of what we've built so and i hate being the funny guy that has to say stuff like that just really (laughs) no it's great that you got levels yeah yeah they definitely will you know the (laughs) the the rich don't stop there so they're like we're not going to fund it and then no one gets to pee. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it feels like kind of, it, it also feels like it plays into policies that like treat women worse. Cause I can just, I can pretty much just pee or poop in the woods as a man much more easily. Like it's this, this really is impacts what me I was less. getting at with the desert earlier. Yeah. I don't want to go in the desert. Yeah. It's awkward. <laughs> like this, this I've, I feel male politicians are making a lot of these decisions. Like what? There's trees. But yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, well, there. That's just. I don't even think that's just. They're not even thinking about women to be mean to them. That's how. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> New that's levels how far, of sexism. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I don't mean that in like a like. I just mean that as a point. Like like those type mofos like that don't even. There's no empathy to be like, this would be mean because women need this, this, and this. Like, they're not even empathetic enough to be like, I wonder what women think ever. Like, that's not. <laughs> so when people come at them they're like, and they're like, you don't like women, they're like, hey, I don't feel either way about women. Like, that's the where you're like, oh, it's, it's, like, it's way worse than you think it is. <laughs> I didn't even consider women. Yeah. I can't be sexist. Like, Whoa, hey. <laughs> Listen, that's never crossed my mind, women. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's who you're actually dealing with. You're trying to make them have right. feelings they don't f-ing have. <laughs> well, and, uh, and there's one more takeaway here for the main episode. Let's get into it. Takeaway number three. The U.S. state of New Jersey is obsessed with naming rest areas after celebrities and one time that swung an election for governor. 
the, the state of New Jersey, famous for the turnpike and stuff, and then has many rest areas. The basic story is just that they're constantly naming them after celebrities. Um, Scott Simon of NPR covered an announcement in July 2021 where New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced nine new rest stop namings for celebrities. So there are now New Jersey rest stops named after Tony Morrison, baseball great Larry Doby, Celia Cruz, Judy Bloom, Connie Chung, James Gandolfini, Whitney Houston, John Bon Jovi, and Frank Sinatra. Okay. And how did this sway the election? And that, there's a separate story for the election. Yeah. But it's just oh, okay. a thing New Jersey does apparently all the time. And there's also Scott Simon says there's a rumor that Bruce Springsteen was approached and turned it down. Like they're really oh, into first. they're really into like naming stuff after people there. They'll name the whole turnpike after Springsteen when he dies. That's just a given. <laughs> like, he's not dumb. He's like, hey, just... And I do think it's weird that they name him after people that aren't dead. Like, you named a couple people that I was like, they're still alive. Like, that's... I guess it's cool, but it's also weird. Like, I have some... I have a friend who works for Willie Nelson, and outside Austin City Limits, there's a statue of him. And... Uh, awesome. We were, it is awesome, but I was also like... Hey, that's weird because he's he's not, not dead. dead. And my buddy's like, mm. yo, no, Willie's very aware of how weird that is. He was like, he was how he's he not was like dead. very gracious when they did it and all that. But he was like, he was like, when he went back that night, he was like, man, that's I wish they wait till I die. That's weird. Like that kind of like he is still kind of like like there's a weird part of that where it's like, hey, that is your Russian things here. I am still doing stuff. So right. they, I'm picturing. They're like, no, you're I'm done. You're done. You did it. And you're like, yeah. you peaked. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see a statue that's like, you, you peaked. Look how good you did. Like, I'm still what? Ah. <laughs> Especially as an artist, I think as an athlete, you're like, you're right. I am old and I can't jump like that. You're right. That's yeah. yeah. You're like 32 as yeah. an athlete, and you're like, of course, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I do really like for these rest stops. I'm glad they name multiples of them at once because I don't know. It would, feel, it would yeah. feel more insulting if you were the only rest stop announced that day. But if I got a rest stop the same day as Whitney Houston, I'd be like, oh, yeah, is. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up there with Whitney. I like the there's a spectrum, too, of accomplishment in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Gandolfini was an amazing actor, but it's just like a different level of art. Of like those are two. I just I like. I, I'm not making fun of it. I like that New Jersey can recognize, like, hey, <laughs> there's all kinds of art in New Jersey. They're all just they're all just waiting to be renamed after Springsteen. It now. is. There's just like a second plaque behind all the current plaques that when he dies, we'll just take them <laughs> well, all off, know. and they're all named after Springsteen. They know. Now. <laughs> I think any celebrity is like I. It's like even Gandolfini is big. He's huge. He's a huge Whitney Houston. Huge. Sinatra even like I don't know you know he's a big against Springsteen but not Mm -hmm. as he's not not to New Jersey (laughs) I think Sinatra (laughs) and Whitney Houston probably bigger stars in the world in the world than yeah feels like it took a long time for Sinatra did they all think he already had one or that's probably they're probably like oh (laughs) we didn't rename the city of Newark after him ah shoot I forgot like That is. I thought Trenton was Sinatraville. We didn't do that? Okay. Well, all right. They should <laughs> rename Atlantic City Frank Sinatra Town. I think it would. That'd be pretty cool. 
yeah. help the city. I, I want people <laughs> to go there. Like, this feels like Atlantic City. It's not. <laughs> old You're Blue Eyesville. This is old Blue Eyesville. Just... <laughs> Well, and, and very last story of the main episode. So I mentioned swinging an election for governor of New Jersey. In the 1990s, they created a Howard Stern rest area in the state of New Jersey. And it was in exchange for him endorsing the Republican challenger in 1993 for governor, <laughs> who then proceeded to win by only about one percentage point and a huge upset. Uh, so there's a reasonable likelihood that Howard Stern in 1993 had enough juice to, like, sway the election for governor in New Jersey. As a joke. As a joke. Totally as a joke. Yeah, yeah. As a Not joke. Not political. That's – and we all learned this le- – okay. He knew this. This is what's really funny. Is like we all learned that lesson that if you have that power in high school that you can sway an election if you're popular oh. – <laughs> To do to do a joke, you can if you have enough charisma and people and likability, it's very yeah. very easy to do that. And most people, most DJs and public people know that, so they don't do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but he he did it because he was like, "Yeah, that's funny, you dum dums." The details here, if people want them. Uh, and also, New Jersey, for some reason, has odd-numbered year elections for governor, which is real weird in the United States. That probably helped depress turnout. But the South Jersey Courier Post says that in 1993, Democrat Jim Florio was running for re-election. The Stern Show people decided to endorse whoever called first. And Republican challenger Christine Todd Whitman got his endorsement one in 1993, one again in 1997, went on to be George W. Bush's director of the EPA. Like Stern really launched her if he had made any difference here. Um, but she, after winning in 1993, she returned to the Stern show in January 1995 with like the documentation and signage for the Howard Stern rest area, which was on Interstate 295 going northbound in Springfield Township, Burlington County, New Jersey. And then in 2003, the new Democratic governor, Jim McGreevy, shut down the whole rest area completely. Didn't rename it, just shut it down completely. Oh, didn't rename it. So for about eight years, there was a running Howard Stern rest area in New Jersey. The official reason for closing it was finances, and it fits in with all these other U.S. states closing them. But the urban legend is that, like, too many Stern fans went there to fool around and and do stern things like at his rest area yeah they did yeah you know? which is probably true yeah that that's probably what they happened. did yes. yeah yeah he is one of the only celebrities i can think of who i'm like yes he would want a rest stop named after him like yeah and obviously he did and he wanted it but like there's so few that i'm like who even wants one like yeah. ah, howard stern, that's, howard, stern. Free. Yeah, yeah. howard stern the cast of jackass only ones i can think of <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, it's free advertising, too, is what it is for him. He's a yeah genius, sorry, but that's the right adjective <laughs> before him. The type of genius he is. Is the, is the guy that's, like, in your friend group or the girl in your friend group who's, who's, like, on some level making those decisions to entertain you, even though they want you to believe, like, I'm just a mess up. And you're like, no, you get... Yeah, you're you're getting reinforcement for this, and we're part of it. That's you're very excited about it. Yeah, 
And I, that's what makes the whole thing go around. It's those people <laughs> who are just like, hey, what's this wrench doing? And you're like, don't, but kind of do. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, now I'm going back, and I really hope some of those Norwegian soldiers were like Howard Stern types who are very excited about their toilet. Oh, I mean, they could have been. Maybe it's fun, fun Navy guys. Like, yeah. Maybe they, maybe they really would have loved this. I'm I mean, they are submarine around. dudes. Submarine dudes are weird dudes, and I don't mean that as a as a negative. Yeah. I just mean it as a y'all are weird. You're fun to talk to. But my friend Owen's dad was a Navy. He was a submarine dude, and mm. this is funny. He was from Alabama originally, but you know he ended up in Bremerton, Washington, and and they've got a nice house, but he had this little part of the living room. It was like this little nook where he had his chair and the TV, and he would just sit over there, and that's where he, and I was like, oh, he was on submarines? And they never <laughs> noticed it, and they are like, oh, my God, you're right. I was like, yeah, he's got this little nook. It's like this, he would just sit in the corner and just his little area. It was, they had never truly noticed it, but I was like, hey, that's, he made he made himself a little yeah, cramped quarters to watch TV. He's very TV comfortable. And he's, that's how he relaxes. He's just sitting over there. I was like, oh, my God, you're right. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he loves when it rains and there's water all around him, but he's safe and dry inside. I mean, he lives in Bremerton, Washington. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just damp. Yeah. Man, I really, I really wish the TV was in the attic and he had a periscope. It just was, like, oh, yeah. that letterman, you know? <laughs> have a tv just as a periscope but he watches the neighbor's it's, tv <laughs> through the little periscope or it's just a radar it's just, just the, <laughs> the weather radar or just pong it's like bonk bonk that's what he's watching <laughs> folks that is the main episode for this week my thanks to Billy Wayne Davis and Diana McCollum for visiting the Welcome Center for this topic, right? It, we deserve a, a Welcome Center to the Welcome Centers. That's what I feel. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com. Patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic, super fun. It is the world's secret rest areas for birds. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of five dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring rest areas with us. And that, I don't know, that phrasing has a fun vibe. It's like we all hit the vending machine. Anyway, here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, one rest area in Norway pays tribute to war heroes with an incredibly beautiful public toilet. Takeaway number two, U.S. public rest areas started dying off in the 2000s and 2010s. And takeaway number three, New Jersey is obsessed with naming rest areas after celebrities and one of them swung a gubernatorial election. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. 
Billy Wayne Davis is on tour. Find his stand-up show dates at bwdtour.com. Close to the release of this podcast, you've got the September 2021 Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas. And then he's on tour later this year in Kansas, Oregon, California, Louisiana, Tennessee, and North Carolina. And find Billy's all-new personal podcasting Patreon by searching the name Podcast Wayne Davis. And then Diana McCollum is the co-creator of FromSuperheroes.com, amazing and funny comedy website. She also co-hosts the Talk From Superheroes podcast. That podcast has been nominated for six Canadian podcast awards, and uh, you can find it by searching the name Talk From Superheroes or by following this episode's links. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. Two great articles were were crucial to knowing about the Ured rest stop on the coast of Norway. One article is from Atlas Obscura. It's by Megan Neal. Other article is from Dezine.com, and that is by Aileen Griffiths. Also amazing work by Jenny Bergel of the Pew Research Center and by Scott Simon over at NPR, very well-known NPR person. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken, Unshaven by the Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show about the bird rest areas. It's amazing. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then.